Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avram Shur. Maseches Beitza has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Yassi Friedman. Le'ilu Nishmas Menachem Ben Yosef and Etzina Devorah Bas Yechiel. Be'ah daf Be'ez. The name of this Masechta could either be Beitza or Be'ah. There are those that say Be'ah, as is brought down in the Mugan Avram at the end of Simon Kufnun Zayin Arachayim, from the Yamshel Shloimeh. The Yamshel Shloimeh says that it's preferable not to use the word Beitza, rather to use the Aramaic word Beya. Beya is the Aramaic translation of the word Beitza, which means an egg. And the reason that he gives is al yoytzi dover meguna mipiv. A person shouldn't say a dover meguna. The reason why the word Beitza is considered a dover meguna is because people used to use the word Beitza to refer to the Beitzim Shalomata, which is the male organ. The Shari Tshuva over there says that Ha'idna, nowadays, it was the derech in the time of the Shari Tshuva, at least, to use the Aramaic word for that organ. And he says, Yesh b'milas beim hargasha yoyser l'dov miguna, then shaper domi l'amer beitzim. The Tversi Yisrael, in the beginning of our Masechta, he brings down the Magan Avram, and he says, I don't understand, why is the word beitza a dover miguna? He says, I think that a Lashon Kodesh word is much better than a Lashon Aramis, which Malachi Ashuris are not. Makirim Lashon Aramis. A Tzadik is a letter which is Miramis to the Indian of Tzadik, as opposed to the letter Ayin, which is included in the word Russia. He doesn't understand. He says a totally different reason why it was the practice to use the word Beya instead of Beitza. He says that's because the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Davhamid Beis, brings down a story about a certain Talmud who is being doirish, may beitzim ene machshir. That means in order for food to become tummy, you have to be machshir l'kabal tumah. It needs one of the shiva mashkim. This Talmud was telling them that may beitzim is not one of the shiva mashkim, it's not machshir zram l'kabal tumah. But when they heard him, they thought that he said may bitzoim, water from a swamp. And they were nichshal. So the Tfersi Yisrael says this is like a lot of instances where if a certain kilkel happened because of a specific reason, then we address that reason, and that's why they stopped saying the word Beitza. We can bring a raya from the Rabbeinu Hanano right over here in the beginning of the Masechta, that he definitely pronounced it with the Tzaddik, because the Loshen of the Rabbeinu Hanano, he has a poem in the beginning of the Masechta, and he says as follows, Aschil Maseches Beitza Be'ezres G'doyl Ha'etza. It wouldn't be a rhyme if he would have pronounced it Beya. So on Kolpan, we have enough to be Soymechan, to pronounce the word Beitza for those that are Rogil, to use that pronunciation. The Vilna Goyen also said that there, one doesn't have to be Makbid on saying the word with the ayin Beya. The Gemara says, B'mayaskinen, it's discussing the first din in our Mishnah, the Beitza Shanel de Biyomtif, where Beishamei and Beishilil argue as to whether you're allowed to eat it or not. The Gemara doesn't understand. If we're talking about a, a Tanagoylis, that is a Medes Lachila, so it's Muchin, you're allowed to eat that Tanagoylis, and it doesn't have a din of Mukta, then might Taimayu de Beishilil. What would be the reason of Beishilil that say that the egg that comes out of that Tanagoylis would be Usr? Uchla de Ifrasu. It is just food that has been separated from other food. Ella says the Gemara, but Tanagoylis, I met us the Gadol Beitzim. We're talking about a Tanagoylis that is set aside for the purposes of growing eggs. Then my Tamai to Beis Shammai. What would be the reason of Beis Shammai who says that you're allowed to eat the egg? Muktahi. And as the Gemara explains the question, that our Havamina is, even if Beis Shammai were to be Matir, Muktah, but Noilad, they definitely agree to. And that is because, as we'll see later, even if you hold that Mukta is mutter, but Noilet is further removed from the person's mind, because it doesn't yet exist. Now we have to ask the following question. In the first line of the Gemara, when the Gemara said that if we're talking about a Tanagoylis, that's a Medes Lachila, we should definitely hold that it's mutter, and the Gemara doesn't even understand, why should Beis Hillel hold that it's Usr, it's Uchla de Ifras? We have to ask... Even if it's true that it came from a Tanagoylis that was a Medes Lachila, but we just said that there's a problem called Noilat, something that wasn't in the world and now came into the world, it was removed from the person's mind. So why do I care that it came from something that was Oichel? Just because something edible came from something that was already edible, it's Uchla de Ifras, why would that be a reason to get around the problem of Noilat? 
if at this point in the Gemara we believe that Noilad is Usr because it was removed from the person's mind, so it may be true that this tiny Goylus was ready to be eaten. All you have to do is shecht it and eat it. But it does make a difference because the egg that came from the tiny Goylus was not yet here. So it should have the problem of Noilad. Why does the Gemara at that stage not have a problem midin Noilad? So you could learn that the Gemara understands that the din of Noilad is only a problem by a tiny Goylus. Hoyemedes legadol him. Because there, we look at the egg as a totally new thing, which had absolutely no hachana. Masha'en came by a Tarnagoyles, so I met since the person had das on the mother, and related to the mother in his das as something that he has the ability to eat during the course of the Yom Tif, anything that comes out of that mother is also included in the original hachana. So it may be true that the person didn't know about the existence of this egg and therefore didn't have das on the egg, but since he had das on the mother, anything that's born from the mother is seen as an extension of the mother and therefore will not have the problem of noilat. However, Toysvis in Dibramaschel Uchlo de Ifrasu seems to have a different teretz to the above question. Because Toysvis says as follows, Pirish, Oichel hanifrad min ha-oichel hu. Uchel de Ifras means Oichel that was separated from Oichel. The ha-beitza shenolda nifradahi min ha-tayna goylis. The beitza that was nolda is separated from the tiny goylis. V'iboi shochitla v'ochel kol shebegava. And if the person wanted to, he could have shechted the tiny goylis and eaten everything inside the tiny goylis. Why does Toysvitz add those words? V'iboi shochitla v'ochel kol shebegava. All Toysvitz had to say was that the mother was something that you were able to eat. And since you were able to eat the mother, anything that comes from the mother is called ochel de ifras. Instead, Toysvitz makes reference to the fact that even... Before you shechted the tiny goylis, this egg had the metzias of an oichel. Because before it was noilda, you were able to shech the mother and eat everything inside. So in Taisvis, you see that the answer to our question of noilad is that since it was a tiny goylis, the egg was also already. Because the egg may not have come out of the mother yet, but even in its matziv of being inside the mother, it was also because you could have shechted the mother and eaten what's inside it. And I believe that Toysvitz added these words because they were bothered by our question. What does Ochlo de Ifras help me if it was Nailat? Answers Toysvitz, yesterday it was Oichel. It was Oichel before it came out of the mother. And it just was Oichel that has now become separated from the mother. And this point can be seen very clearly if you take a look in the Rabbeinu Peretz. Over here in Toysvitz Rabbeinu Peretz, he says as follows. He brings down Rashi, he says, Pirish Bekuntris. Vishari it's mutter mishum de meikara uchla vehashta uchla. The reason why uchla de ifras is mutter is because originally it was food and now it's food. Veloy nehira. He says that doesn't make sense. I don't agree. Deloy damya. It's not similar. Shahu be'enoy lefaneinu. Normal oichel is in front of us. It's around. Umistama in adam makzedaita mimashu roy lefanov. The Stam de Mil says that a person does not remove his mind from something that he sees in front of him. The beta is something that the person does not see. It's not in front of him and therefore he removes his mind from it. So Uchla de Ephres does not help me. If you want, you could shecht it. His das on the mother is that he will eat anything that's inside that mother. So he understood that Rashi was saying the Yisoyed the way we explained it originally. That Uchla de Ifras takes care of the problem of Noilat as well, because since he had Das on the mother, so that Das helps for anything that comes out of the mother, even if that thing is Noilat. Masha'enkein, he answers that that's not the Pshat. Rather, he learns like Toysfiz, that the reason why Uchla de Ifras overcomes the problem of Noilat is because the Beitza was in existence already before it came out, and it was in existence in the form of Eichel. And now it's just Eichel that separated itself from a larger piece of Eichel. Now, Rebekah in Andaf Lamed Zayin Mabez asks, how is it possible to be matir milk that comes out of an animal on Yom Tif? It should be Aser Mishum Noilat. Because he says the milk was not Ba'olam at all. It's not like an egg, that the egg existed already inside the mother at the start of Yom Tif, especially since the Gemara says later that any egg that comes out of a Tanagoylis, we know that it was already Nigmara the day before. 
but the milk that comes out of a mother does not necessarily have to have existed the day before. So it, that's a real problem of Neulad. Even though our Taisvis says, Legabi, an egg, that if you wanted to, you could have shechted it as soon as Yom Tov started and eaten anything that was inside, that's only true Legabi, an egg. But says Rukvega, you don't have that time, Legabi, Chala. Now in the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, in Simon Shin Hei, Siflamid Beis, he says that the Chalav is something that was nitoisif, it was added on to the mother on Yomtif, and it's like tuffle to the mother. It's bottle to the mother. So the Kveger's kasha is a very good kasha according to Shidsa Toisfis. But according to Rashi, you could say very simply the way that the Shukhanar Harav is saying. According to Rashi, we explain that the reason why Uchla de Ifras works is because the Hachana of the mother, since it was an Eichel, the mother is an Eichel, anything that comes out of the mother is considered an extension of the mother, is considered tuffle to the mother. So then, in order to say that, it doesn't have to have existed the day before. So to sum it up, we have two ways of understanding what the Gemara means when it says Uchla de Ifras. According to Toisvis and the Toisvis Benu Peretz, Uchla de Ifras is because not only was the mother a Meris Lachila, but the egg was inside the mother, and if the person wanted to, he could have shechted the mother right away in the beginning of Yom Tif and eaten the egg. So the egg was already Eichel before it came out of the mother. And Uchla de Ifras is a statement about the egg itself. Mashenken according to Rashi, and the Ran is mashful like Rashi as well. Uchel de Ifras means that it came from something that is Eichel. The mother was Eichel. This is Tuffel to the mother. And even Luyitsuya, the egg did not exist yesterday. It still doesn't make a difference because it came from Eichel. You actually can see this difference in the Lashinus of Rashi and Toisfis. Because Toisfis, Dibra Maschul Uchel de Ifras says, Pirish Eichel ha Nifred bin Eichel. So it's clear that Uchel de Ifras is a statement about the egg. It's Eichel that was Nifras from Eichel. That's Uchla de Ifras. Masha'enkin Rashi's Lashin is Uchla de Ifras, Eichel Shenifrad. Eichel Shenifrad means food that itself became split up, which is a, a statement about the Tanagoilis. He brings a Gemara in Chulin and Menachis, and actually Rabshaya Pick and his Agois points out on the side of the Gemara that it's not really a Gemara Menachis. He's referring to a Gemara in Psachim, Dafpehehemid Aleph. There, the Gemara uses a Lashin, Chiburei Oichlin Kemanda Mifrasidamu. When Oichlin are attached to each other, the attachment that Oichl has to itself is as if it's broken up. And that means that when we use the Lashen Uchla de Ifras, we mean food that has been broken up. So that's more a statement about the chicken than it is about the egg. It's not referring to the egg, that the egg has separated itself from the chicken. Uchla de Ifras, like Toysv says, Uchla Nifrad Mina Uchla. Rather, Rashi says, Uchla Shenifrad. It's referring to the fact that the chicken has deposited something. So it's like Uchla that has become separated. Now the Gemara continues, and it says, We're talking about a Tanagoylis that is not a Menes Lachilo, it's a Menes to produce eggs. The Gemara asks, Why would Beishamai say you're allowed to eat the egg? It's Muktza. Why is that a problem? Perhaps Beishamai don't even hold of Muktza. The Gemara answers, no. Even those that hold that Muktza is Mutter, but Benoilad Aser. This is because Noilad is much worse than Muktza. As Rashi and Toysis both explain, that even the Shittas, like Rab Shimon, who's Mater Muktza, and holds that there's no problem with Muktza, that's only because the Svara is that a person is not Makta Daita, he doesn't remove his mind from something that's Roy for him. Avol Noilad, Loyhava Yoda, Dinehavidaitia He doesn't know about it. It's not in the world, it's not around. Since it's not around, the person doesn't have his Das on it. Now we have to ask the following question. We already explained that by a Tarnagoylis, that's a Meris La'achila, when an egg is deposited from that Tarnagoylis, we don't have a problem of Noilad. And that's because the Svar of Uchla de Ifras overcomes the problem of Noilad, because even though it was Noilad, nevertheless it came from an Oichel. And Toysfis explained that what that means is that if you want to, you could shech the whole Tarnagoylis and eat everything inside the Tarnagoylis including this egg. So the egg was already there yesterday, and it's oichel that was nifrad from an oichel. It's like a piece of bread that came off of an entire loaf. Asks the Marsha, if that's true, then by a tanagoylis oimedes legadol beitzim, leman de lesle muktza, which is what we're saying Beshamai holds. Beshamai perhaps don't hold of muktza, but do hold of noilad. Now, if they don't hold of muktza, those shittas that don't hold of muktza, by a tanagoylis oimedes legadol beitzim, if you want to, you could shecht the chicken and eat everything inside it. 
So why do I care that now the egg was born anew? It's noilad. Noilad shouldn't make a difference if it was something that when Yom Tov came in, you were allowed to open it up and eat it. The Marsha says, Mikom Mokam, nevertheless, given the Nolda Habeitza Midover Hamukta, since the Beitza was Nolda from Adover Hamukta, Loisharina Law Mehai Taima. We aren't maturate because of the time of Uchel de Ifras. And it's very unclear what the Marsha means. What do you mean that it was born from something that's Mukta? Something that's Mukta is Mutter, according to this Madiyamar. So the Maram Shif explains what the Marsha means. He says that even though the man Lesley Muktza, like Rab Shimon, doesn't hold of the din of Muktza, because like we explained, anything that is Ro'oi, the person is not Maktza Das Minei. Nevertheless, that doesn't mean that the Tarnagoyle Saimedis Legadol Beitzim has a Shem Oichel, because it's not Miyuchid La'achila. Oichel has to be something that's Miyuchid La'achila. Now the time of Uchla de Ifras only overcomes the problem of Noilad if we say that although this thing was Noilad, it always was an Oichel. So you really don't have a new item here. Yesterday was Oichel because it was part of a tiny Goylas that you could have opened up and eaten everything inside it. Today it's an Oichel because it's edible. It's a regular egg. So that's far it helps me if what we're trying to do is say that it once was an Oichel and today is an Oichel it always was an Oichel and therefore it's not considered Noilad. Noilad is when you have a new item that didn't exist yesterday. So if it's a Tanagolus Oimedis Legadol Beitzim even if you don't hold of Muktza and you theoretically could have shechted that Tanagolus and eaten everything inside it but its Shem was not a Shem of Oichel because it wasn't Meyuchet for Oichel. Therefore when it gets Noilad we look at it like a new item has appeared on the scene. I now have an Oichel that emerged from a non-Oichel. Now, although the Maram Shiv says this as Pshat in the Marsha, it's very hard to read this into the words of the Marsha because the Marsha himself answers that even though, well, we have Iboy Shachit, if you want to, you could check this Tarnagoylis and eat everything inside, including the egg. Mikol Makam, nevertheless, says Marsha, Kivan de Nolda Beitza Midovra Mukta, since the Beitza was born from Adovra Mukta, because the Tarnagoylis, Haimedis Legadol Beitzim, is Mukta Leisharina Lomehai Taima, as we quoted before. Now, according to the way the Maram Shiv is explaining, the point is totally missed. He shouldn't have said that it was born from Adovra Mukta, he should have said that it doesn't have a Shem Oichel. The Marsha sounds like he's saying that the problem over here is that it was born from a Dover HaMukta. And according to Maram Shif, it's not a problem that it was born from a Dover HaMukta. Mukta is Mutter, according to this Mandi Yomar. It's just that since it wasn't born from something that had a Shem Oichel, so we go back to the Chsarn of Noilad. So what could the Marsha possibly mean? What do you mean that it was born from a Dover HaMukta if this Mandi Yomar doesn't hold of Mukta? So the Pnei Yeshua has a very novel pshat in understanding the Marsha. He says that the Mandiyamar who doesn't hold of Muktza, the reason why he doesn't hold of Muktza is because even though this Tarnagolis is a Medes Legadol Beitzim, nevertheless, when he shechts that Tarnagolis, it is Hover Hadover Lemafreya. It becomes clarified Lemafreya that it really was his plan to shecht it. So it comes out that the Mandiyamar who doesn't hold of Muktza really does hold of Muktza. He holds that something that's removed from the person's mind is Asr Anyamtiv. It's just that something that we see the person actually using shows us that the person all along was planning on using it. But in the event that the person did not shech the Tanagoylus, then it remains in a state of Muktza. And therefore, says the Pnei Yeshua, when it comes to the egg, since you didn't shech the mother, the egg was born from a Tanagoylus that was Muktza. So if you have a Tanagoyl, then we say Uchla de Ifras because the mother was set aside for the purposes of Shechita. And then in turn we see the egg as having been an Uchl all along. But in the case of a Tanagoyl, Haimedes Legadol Beitzim, we can't say that the egg was all along Aimedes Lachila because this turned out to be a Tanagoyl that you didn't Shecht. And that means that it was part of a Tanagoyl that was Muktza and remained Muktza. So that, he says, is what the Marsha means when he says, And Lefizah, the Pnei Yeshua, is Mechadish, that if the person now were to go and shech the mother, then the egg, which was previously born from this mother, would be now become mutter, because then it would be Igloi Milslo Mafreya, that the mother was a Medes Lachila, and then it comes out that the egg that was inside the mother was Eichel all along, and we could say this far of Eichel de Ifras. But Kozman, you don't shech the mother, it remains a Medes Legadol Beit, him, and then we see a problem with the egg. 
In explaining the Gemara that says, Kosalka Daitin, Da'afiluman Deshori Muktza Benoilat Osir, the Gemara has a Havaminer that even the Mandiyamar, who's Mater Muktza, would Asir Noilat. Toysis explains the same way Rashi explained that a person may not be Maktzadas from something that's Roy for him, but something that is Noilat, the person didn't know about. Since he didn't know about it from the day before, it was removed from his mind and it's Osir. Toysvis asks the Kasha in the Ramasal Kasalka Daitin, Vitema, Dorab Shimon de Shari Bimukta. We know that Rab Shimon is the one who is Mater Mukta. We see that he's also Mater Noilat. He brings a Gemara in Shabbos Tafchoftes, which is discussing whether or not you could use Shivre Kalim as firewood. You could use Kalim that broke in order to fuel a fire. Rab Yehuda holds that since when Yontif came in, they were complete Kalim, so Shivre Kalim is Noilat. So you cannot use Shivre Kalim, it's Muktza. However, Reb Shimon argues, Reb Shimon, who's Mater Muktza, is Mater over there also, even though it's Noilat. So you see that the Mandiyamar, that's Mater Muktza, is Mater Noilat as well. Shivre Kalim is a new thing, and therefore it's considered Noilat. So Toysvis answers, they say, Deloidomi, it's not similar. The high Noilat Dehacha have a Noilat Tfei. The case of an egg that was noilad by Yomtev is more noilad than the case of Shiver Kalim. Because he says, The egg has not yet entered the world. At least Shiver Kalim, they existed in the form of a kli. The kli was ba'olam. It may be true that now something new has emerged. Before you had a kli, and now you have Shiver Kalim. But at least the kli was ba'olam previously. Masha'en Ken in our Gemara, the beta was not ba'olam. And Toysviz proves this Yisoyed from a Gemara in Erevin. Over there, the Gemara says a Yisoyed that Mayim inside clouds before it comes down in the form of rainwater is Mivlabli. We view them as if the water is totally absorbed inside the clouds. The Gemara says that's far to explain why there's no problem of Tchumen. Even if you hold Yesh Tchumen L'Malamiyasara, even if you hold that at the height of the clouds there should be an Isr Tchumen, but the water is not Nasar be Isr Tchumen, Tchum Shabbos, because the water doesn't yet exist. The Gemara says, wait a minute, if it doesn't exist, then there should be another problem, a, a more severe problem, and that is Noilad. Kol Shkain, Dahavlu Noilad. Tchumen is only a problem which limits you to 2,000 Amas. Noilad says you're not allowed to be metaltal the water at all. So if you tell me that the water didn't exist at the onset of Shabbos, then why is it mutter to be metaltal that water bechlal? And Toysvis asks, what's the Gemara's kasha? Maybe that Raisa in the Gemara there is going according to Reb Shimon, who doesn't hold of Muktza. And like our Gemara says, Lamaskana, man, the Islay Muktza, Islay Noilad, man, the Leslay Muktza, Leslay Noilad. So Toysvis says, Al Karchach, you have to say that even Reb Shimon, who doesn't hold of Muktza, and as our Gemara says, doesn't hold of Noilad, nevertheless, Noilad Gomer, he holds of. Something that was not in the world at all, like the water that's inside the clouds. Even Reb Shimon is Moida. Now, although Toysvis uses this to explain the difference that they said between Shivre Kalim and the Beit HaShanol Biyomtif, it comes out, though, that there are really three levels. There is one level of Noilat, like Shivre Kalim, where there's no Havam in it that Reb Shimon should agree to that level of Noilad. Because even though something new was created, a Shever Kli, nevertheless, since the Kli was already Ba'olam, we don't view, according to Reb Shimon, the Shever Kli as an entirely new thing, and it doesn't become Usr. The person had Das on it, according to Reb Shimon. The second level is a Beit Shanel where our Gemara has a Havam in it, that although Reb Shimon doesn't hold of Muktzah, nevertheless, he holds of Noilad. This level of Noilad, there's a half a minute that Reb Shimon would agree to. Because since it, the egg was not Ba'olam yet, it's not exactly like the Shevrakli where the material was at least here in the Olam in a different form. The case of the egg, the material was not yet outside the chicken. Even so, the maskan of our Gemara is that man the lestle muktza lestle noil. That Reb Shimon would be matir a beitz shenol to be yomtiv. Then we have the third level that Toysis explains is mavur in the Gemara in Erevin that Reb Shimon is moida to even the maskana, and that's the case of Maya beiva mivlabli that the water inside clouds is considered totally not here. And the reason for this difference may be very simple. We already explained that the Gemara later says that although the egg hasn't emerged yet from the chicken, nevertheless the egg is considered. Nigmar inside the chicken, it's just waiting to come out. Mashenkin the Maya Beiva, the water inside the clouds that we say is Mivlabli, at the onset of Shabbos, it's only in the form of a vapor. It's not yet in the form of water that's capable of coming down as rain. So that level, even Lamaskana of Shimon is Moide is Asr. 
So Rav Nachman said that Lo'olam Atayin Goylas Ha'imedis Legadol Beitzim with the Isle Muktza Isle Noilad with Lesle Muktza Lesle Noilad, which means that Beishamai goes like Rab Shimon, and that's why they're matter eating the egg because Rab Shimon, just like he doesn't hold of Muktza, he doesn't hold of Noilad, and Beishilal who Aser eating the egg is because they hold like Rab Yehuda who Aser is Muktza and therefore Aser is Noilad. The Gemara asks the Kasha that we find that Rav Nachman holds the exact opposite, and that the Rav, the Rav Nachman is the one who says that Beis Hillel hold like Rav Shimon and Beis Shammai hold like Rav Yehuda. Where is Rav Nachman's Memra? On the Mishnah in Shabbos, there we're talking about where there are tzamas and klipin, shells and bones that are left over from a person's food. The question is, is the person allowed to pick up those tzamas and klipin with his hands, or does he have to move the table and shake it off? so that he doesn't move the muqsa biyadayim. So the original nusach of the Mishnah was that Beishamai is the one who's matter to do a biyadayim, and Beishil say that you have to move the table, and Rav Nachman says, no, you have to switch it around. Beishamai kreb Yehuda, or Beishil kreb Shimon. Now what type of atzamis and klipen are we talking about? Rashi learns that we're talking about atzamis and klipen that have absolutely no basar on them, they're not roi l'maychel adam, and not l'maychel behemah. Toysfis in Deber Maschil Magbian asks in Rashi that in the Seifa of that Mishnah, you see that we're talking about something that's Roy Lamaichel Behema, because the Seifa of the Mishnah talks about Seir Shal Afunim, Viseir Shal Adoshim, which is a part of the plant that is Roy Lamaichel Behema, and it says, Bibnei Shein Roy Lamaichel Behema. Furthermore, Toysfis in Shabbos asks on Rashi that how could you say that we're talking about something that's not Roy Lamaichel at all? If it's not Roy Lamaichel Adam or Lamaichel Behema, we know that Rib Shimon, who's Mater Muktza, this is like Muktzamachmas Gufay. Rab Shimon is moida that you cannot move things that are, have no purpose on Shabbos. So how is it that Rashi holds the fishit of Shimon over here? You're allowed to move be a daim at Samas and Klipin that are not roy lachila at all. So the Pnei Yeshua offers two suggestions to be miyashiv shitas Rashi. Number one, he says that it's possible that in the Rasha of the Mishnah, meaning that Samas and Klipin case, the reason why you're allowed to move the Muktzah be a daim even though it's not Roy Lamaichel Behema, is because of a special din called Graf Shalrei. A Graf Shalrei is that anything that's Mo'us to the person and is bothering him on Shabbos, Chazal were matter the tilt of that thing to get rid of it. And he says, you see that in the Gemara and Shabbos, we find that Ka'aris, after a person ate from them, according to Rabbi, you're allowed to move them because of the din of Graf Shalrei. And therefore, Kol Shekain, Atzomis and Klippin, which are more Mo'us. And according to this, when it says, that's really the only tilt that you're allowed to do. You're allowed to move it away from the table because it's bothering you, but you're not allowed to do stam regular tilt. Now, if so, says the Pnei Yeshua, so then why is this dependent on the Machloikis, Rab Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, whether we're Matar, Muktzah or not? The Heter of Graf Sharei is a Heter even according to Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Pnei Yeshua Chiddush, that according to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds of Muktzah, we would tell the person that since you have an Eitzah, you have a method through which you could move these Atzamas and Klippin away without using your hands, we tell you to do that. You have to be Menayar the Tavla. So Rabbi Yehuda, who holds of Muktzah and is more Machmir by Muktzah, would require the person to be Menayar as a Tavla, but according to Rabbi Shimon, since he's not Machmir by Muktzah, he would allow you to be Metaltal, be a Dayim, through the Heter of Graf Shalrei. So even Rabbi Yehuda would be Matar if you didn't have the Eitzah of being Menayar the Tavla. The second suggestion the Pnei Yeshua offers is that the reason why you're allowed to be metaltal that Samus and Klippin, according to Reb Shimon, is not because of the Din Graf Shalrei, rather because Legabe clearing the table, it is not Muktzel Reb Shimon. Because since Reb Shimon holds that a person is not Maktzadas, he doesn't remove his mind from things that are Roy for him during the course of the Shabbos or the Yom Tif, so too the person goes into Shabbos with the intention of moving that Samus and Klippin. He already thinks about that before because he knows he's going to have to clear the table after he's finished eating. Now this is a very interesting idea because we know that it's true. Rashi says that the sheet of Reb Shimon is that a person is not maxedas from midi dechazile, things that are roy for him. Usually what that means is that something that's oimid l'shimish, something that he has usage out of, the person is not maxedas from. But it's never used in the context of something that's not roy for usage, that's not an oichel and not a kli, that the person is miyachet in his mind for some sort of tiltal. Obviously, the Pnei Yeshua holds that the fact that it's the das of the person to be metaltalit in order to clear the table, that's the same thing as a person who in his mind is miyachet something for hishtamshus. 
Now the truth is that there is a machloikis about this in the Rishonim. It's brought down in Beis Yosef in Simon Shin Ches. The Beis Yosef brings down, he says, Kasa b'noi shalarash bats. An mokem shenoyagim shepam rishoyna shemachlis ado b'noi lebeisakneses. The derech was that the first time a person brought his son to the beisakneses, the child would carry in his hand a ner shel shava, a wax candle in his hand, whether it was Shabbos or Yom Tif. And he says that even though there is an Isser Tiltal, over here there was no Isser Tiltal. Because since Be'erev Shabbos, the person had in mind to bring this Shaiva, to bring the wax candle, the Machshava is Matter the Tiltal. And he brings a riot from the case of Charoya Shaldekel, which is a part of a date tree, which is basically wood, that as long as the person was Nimlech Le'enli Yeshiva, he set it aside for the purpose of sitting on it, so then it's not considered Muktza. Says the Beis Yosef, that, that's not a raya. He says, how can you prove from the fact that a person was miyachet in his mind for yeshiva that it's not considered muktzah? Over there he was miyachet for a yeshtamshis, for some sort of usage. There's no usage other than the tiltal itself. If a person is miyachet something for tiltal, that's not called yichud, that is matir tiltal. Obviously, the Benoishal Rashbat, which is, of course, the Rashbash, holds that just like a person could be miyachid something for usage, and thereby it becomes mutter betiltal, the person could also in his mind be miyachided for tiltal alone. The Pnei Yeshua is saying a very similar idea, that the fact that the person goes into Shabbos with the intention to be metaltal, these atzomas who klipen, that's enough of a yichud for abshimans. And he says, just like abshimans holds, that a person is not maxedaite from kol de the person is not maxedas from things that are fit for use, so too a person, if he has a plan, to be metatal something that's the same exact thing. Now concerning the din, that according to Yehuda, it's mavur over here, that you have to be misalik as a tavla umanara. Toisvis in Dibar Maschul Lubay Silil asks, Tema, valahi basis ledover ha'asr. There's a rule that if mukta is placed intentionally on top of something, that thing becomes mukta because it's considered a basis, it's a base, for the muktza. So Taisa says, You didn't forget the klipen batsamas on this table. You put it there intentionally. Taisa's answers, According to Rabbeinu Tam, we can answer the question. Because Rabbeinu Tam explains in Masechus Shabbos, The only time that something becomes a basis is if the person's intention was to leave it there for the entire Shabbos. Now you see from Toisvis that those that argue on Rabbeinu Tam and hold that something could become a basis even if it's not there with the intention to leave it for the entire Shabbos, they would have a problem over here with the Din Basis. And this is Akasha on the Shita of the Magan Avram. The Magan Avram in Simon Reish Samachay, Sivkat and Beis says that if a person puts something down on top of something, he puts a Dover Shalmukta on top of a table in the middle of Shabbos, even if the person's Das is not to leave it there for the whole Shabbos, Everybody agrees that it would not become a buses. Even the Chalkam and the Rebbeinu Tam, who hold that something could become a buses without the intention of leaving there for the whole Shabbos, that's only if the thing was put there before Ben Hashemoshes began. But if the thing was placed there in the middle of Shabbos, and you didn't plan on leaving it for the rest of the Shabbos, everybody is in agreement that it does not become a buses. That's the sheet of the Mogan Avram. And he brings a raya from the case of Shlifi Zuchi, which is a Gemara in Shabbos, where the person in the middle of Shabbos allowed Muktza, that he doesn't want to break, to go on to Karim Muktzasis. He wants it to be protected from falling and breaking. And over there it's Mavur that you could be Menayar because it doesn't become a Bosses. So Reb Kiveger in the Haggai, the Shochanach, asks the Kasha from our Toysfis on the Mogan Avram. And as far as the Mogan Avram's Raya from the Gemara by Shlifi Zutri, which says you're allowed to take the pillows and cushion the fall of the Muktzah Machvah Kiss, the case of the Shlifi Zutri, you don't want it to fall and break. So we, we allow you to place the pillows underneath it. And that's clear from that Gemara that you're allowed to do it. And you're not allowed to make something into a buses that would be Bittol Kli You're not allowed to make something into a Dover that you can't be metaltal. So Rukhivega says that it's not Shver from that Gemara either because the person always has the option of taking a Dover Shal Heter and placing it on the pillow, thus rendering it a Basel Sodavra Amutr, Ulu Dovra Aser, and then it's not Aser Betiltal. An alternative terrors to the Gemara of Shlifi Zutri, the reason why that that is not a problem. According to our Toysfis, besides Rukhivega's terrors, one could say based on the Ran, the Ran is Mashba that uh, buses, something doesn't become a Basel Sodavra Aser if all you're doing is trying to cushion the fall of 
the kli, because you're not really interested in this kli being on top of the pillow. You're just looking for the pillow to cushion the fall of the kli, and therefore it doesn't become a basis. I'll call upon him from our Tosis, you see, not like the Mogan Avram. It happens to be that the Mogan Avram is not alone, because the Balamor, over there in Perk Mishechshech, in Shabbos, says this teretz to Tosis Kasha. The reason why it's not a basis, he doesn't say because of the Shita of Rabbeinu Tam, he says the reason why it's not considered a basis by the Tavla is because it wasn't there, Ben Ashmashis. And the person had the intention of removing it during the course of the Shabbos. Toysfis gives a second teretz to the Basis question. They say, Kivan dahavu sham oichlin, since there was oichl together with Yatsamas and Klipin, havale Basis ludavra aser uludavra mutter vishari. And the Rashash explains that even though now there is no oichl on the table, it's only Yatsamas and Klipin, but since when the person put it there, there was also Eichel. We can't consider it a Basis L'davra Aser because the Din Basis is always dependent on the moment the Muktzu was placed there. So since at the time the Muktzu was placed there, there was also Heter. It's a Basis L'davra Aser L'davra Muter. We don't care that later on the Davra Muter was removed. Toysfis gives a third terrace. They say, This is not considered like the person put it there. It's not like he has Akpada. He wants the Atzamas and Klippin to be Dafka over here. The Rajbah actually gives a terrace, which is very Yisoitistic. He says that something that does not have Chashivas cannot make a basis l'davra aser. Atzamas and klipin do not have chashivas. And the svara behind the Rajbah is very simple. The din basis is a halacha in which the basis becomes muktzah because it's seen as a tuffle to the muktzah. Since Atzamas and klipin are definitely not something that you could look at a table as being tuffle to because they lack chashivas, they, therefore the table cannot get a din basis. After explaining that the reason why over here we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda who asers muktza, whereas in Shabbos Beis Hillel Shita is like Rabbi Shimon who's matter muktza, is because Yomtiv people are not going to be as machmir, therefore Chazal had to be more machmir. The Gemara asks, kimta So we're talking about Ihachi, the Gemara says, instead of arguing about the egg, let them argue about the Tanagolis. Why do you have to bring in the egg? So the Gemara answers, We want to tell you the that their shita, that their matir goes so far as to even be matir the egg, which is noilad, not just mukta. The Gemara says, Why don't you set up their machloikas by the Tanagolis? To show that Basilal who aser even aser by muktzah and aren't only oiser by noilad, the Gemara says adif. Maybe you'll see that the koyach of the hetera is better. It's better to say the koyach of those that are matir. Why is it better to say the koyach of those that are matir? Rashi explains. The person who's matir is There's more skill needed in order to be matir. Everybody could be machmir. It's possible to be machmir even if the person doesn't have yediyas. Toysvis explains Rashi with a little bit of more Hezber. Toysvis says the reason why Koyach Hatera Adif is because when a person's matir, Soymich Al Shmuasi, Vitzarach Lahavi Raya Ladvarv, he has to bring a Raya. But Isura Yachalahachmer Labaloy Tam. Rabbi Kveger understands this to mean that to be matir something, you can only be matir midin vada. You can't be matir something misafik. Masha'en Kain, to answer something, you don't need a Raya because you could be machmir misafik. And Rabbi Kivager asks on this that that may be true by Dairaisis, because Dairaisa, the Klal is Tavik Dairaisa Lechumra. So therefore, the only person that could be Mako by Dairaisa is somebody who has a Raya. If a person is in a Matzav of Suffolk, he has to be Machmer. Masha'en came by Durabonans, the Klal is Tavik Durabonan Lekula. So he says, Adarabba, Al Ha'oyser Lohaviraya, the one who wants to make it Usr needs a Raya. So how could Rashi say that the Matar is the one who has to bring a Raya Litvarov? Kivegar answers that you have to say that over here, since we're talking about a Dover Shiyeshlo Matirin, it's Mavur in the Sugya later in the Afdalan Medalaf, Rav Ashi says that since a Dover Shiyeshlo Matirin, the Halacha is that you don't say the Klal of Savik Drabon and Lakula. However, he says that's only true according to Rav Ashi's Maskana later, but according to Rav Papa, we would say Savid Rabbanu Lakula even by Davashesh Lamatirin. So Ayn Rabbi Kiveger, if you take a look, you'll see his Cheshbin, how he gets out of this question. There is a slight question that we could ask Rabbi Kiveger, and that is that perhaps all Rashi means when he says that you need to have Yadiyas in order to be Mako, 
and a person who doesn't have the ideas has to be machmir, he means that a person cannot be mekel, mikoyach safik darabona lakula, if he's just lacking ideas. A person who's an Amoritz and he doesn't know what the halach is, he can't say, well, since it's darabona and besafik, so safik darabona lakula. He has to find out the halacha. It's true that when a person is in a matzav of safik, a real safik, then by darabona it's allowed to be mekel, and even if you have a sveka dedina, something that's a legitimate sveka dedina, you have the right to be mekel. But a person who's totally lacking ideas, he doesn't have the right to be mekel, and therefore Rashi is saying that koyach that teira adif. In general, we like to stress the koyach of the heter because heter always requires more yidia than iser. Abba's answer to the original question, how Beishamai and Beisil could argue in the Mishnah, as the Gemara already expressed, if we're talking about a Tarnagodos and Medes Lachilo, that might have made Beisil that they would aser, it's Uchel de Ifras. And if we're talking about a Tarnagodos, how Medes Lagado baits him, that there's no reason Beishamai would be Matir. So Rabbi says, We're talking about a Tarnagolus that is a Meris La'achila. So why don't we have the Svar of Uchul De'ifras? He says there's a reason why we ask her according to Beis Hillel. And that is because we're talking about Yomtif Shechalias Achra Shabbos Umishum Hachana. Rabbi introduces the idea called Hachana. The Gemara explains because of Rabbi called Beitzah de Misyaldoha Idna Me Esmol Gomrullah. Any Beitzah that is born today was finished yesterday and therefore we run into a problem called Hachana. Since we're talking about Yom Tif that follows a Shabbos, the Gemar of the Beitzah took place on Shabbos, and that is problematic. Why is it problematic? The Gemara explains. You cannot have something becoming Nigmar on a Shabbos in order to provide you with your Sudas Yom Tif. And that is, according to the way Rashi explains, that the Shittas Rabbah is that the Sudas Yomtif needs to have Hachana and Hazmana Bepet. Because we learn out from the Pasuk of Eichinu Eitzasher Yavu, as Rashi explains, this is not talking about being Mechen, your Sudas Yomtif or your Sudas Shabbos with a Maisa. Because the Torah already tells us, Eitzasher Toifu Eifu, you have to make sure that you cook everything before Shabbos. So when the Torah says, Veichinu Eitzasher Yavu, you must prepare before Shabbos for your Sudas Shabbos, Rashi learns that means Hazmana Bepet. And what that means is that Sudas Shabbos, Rashi tells us, is very choshev, and it has to be something that the person is capable of saying before Shabbos on that food, Mikan Ani This is food that's set aside for Shabbos. Rashi goes a step further and explains that the Torah, since Stam Shabbos is preceded by a weekday, not by a yomtif. It is therefore part of the Xerxes Kosev that the Suda Shabbos needs to have oral hachana meaning that in order for your Suda Shabbos to be acceptable, you have to be able to proclaim on the weekday preceding that Shabbos or Yomtif that Mikan Ani Oichel. Because if the day that is before the Shabbos is a Yomtif or vice versa, you're on a Yomtif but the day before Yomtif was Shabbos, then you have to make sure that the Mikan Ani Oichel takes place on the day preceding that Yomtif or Shabbos. So when Shabbos follows Yomtif, it had to have been Erev Yomtif that the person had already prepared his Sudas Shabbos. And when we say prepared, we don't only mean prepared through a Maisa, we mean orally prepared, which of course means mentally prepared. Mikan ani oichel Therefore, says Rabbi, in the event that we're talking about a Yomtif that follows a Shabbos, and the physical facts are that a egg that comes out on this Yomtif, if it came out on Yomtif, we know that it was Nigmar yesterday on Shabbos. It was not yet Nigmar on Erev Shabbos. So we cannot say that the Suda was Nigmar prior to Shabbos. And it has to have been Nigmar on a Yom Choyl. That's the rule of Hachana according to Rabbah. Now according to the way we just explained, which which is Alpi Rashi, the fact that Rabbah tells us that all eggs that come out of a chicken today were nigmar yesterday is not something that was built out of our sugya. Because let's say we would imagine that a beitza that came out today was really nigmar today, it also would be problematic because it wasn't muchen prior to a Yom Kaidish. So we would be able to explain the sugya without even saying that we're talking about Yom Teh that came after Shabbos. We would say simply that since the Beitzah was not yet finished before Yom Tif, it cannot be used for my Sudas Yom Tif. So the reason why Rabbah does say 
that Kol Beitzah, the Misyaldah Idna, Me'esmo Gamrala, any egg that comes out today was Nigmar yesterday, is because that's what Rabbah believes to be the Metzias. And the Gemara understands that to be Shittas Rabbah from the fact that Rabbah says that we're talking about Yom Tashachaliyas Achra Shabbos. Meaning that Rabbah really could have said that we're talking about a regular Yom Tif. From the fact that he doesn't, he says Yom Tif, Achra Shabbos, means that Rabbah already has a preconceived notion. He already has the idea that the way that things work is that the egg that was nolda today was Nigmara yesterday. And that's why in order to explain the Isser and our Mishnah, Rabbah needed to invent the Hechatimtza that we're talking about Yom Tif Shechalias, Achra Shabbos. Thus explaining that even though it was Nigmar yesterday, but it still was not Nigmar Shalchoil, it was not Nigmar before Kaidish days began, because we're talking about the case where Yamtav came after Shabbos. And that's how the Meiri explains Rashi over here. He explains that Rashi understands that Rabbah could have said that Kol but Rabbah knows that that's not the Metzias. And since he knew that was not the Metzias, that's why he set things up the way that he does. Toysfis, on the other hand, we will soon see, disagrees with this point. Toysfis holds that if a beta that's misyalda ha'idna, a beta that's born today, was nigmra ha'idna, then there would be no problem of hachana. Even though it was nigmra on yomtif itself, that wouldn't be the problem of our sugya. The whole problem that we're dealing with is that there is one yom kodesh being mechen for another yom kodesh. So the fact that Rabbah said, kol beitzah de misyalda ha'idna me'esmo gamrula was bedafka in order to explain our sugya. That was an ingredient that is necessary for our sugya. It wasn't something that came because Rabbah knew that that was the Metzias. There is no way Lefitoisis that he could have explained the sugya any differently because the Isser in our sugya has to be Dafka that Shabbos is Mechina Liyomtif or that Yomtif is being Mechina Lishabbos. Where do we see this in Toisvis? First of all, Toisvis in the end of Debra Maschav Hoyabi asks the following question Toisvis says, Tema, the Kan Mashbash Amon Loyhoya Yerd Biyomtif. Because we're learning out is a Sharia view, and the way Rashi is explaining, we need to make sure that that hachana took place prior to a yom kodesh. And Toisvis asks that we know that the Chazal say vayivarech that Hashem gave a bracha and kiddush to Shabbos bercha b'mon v'kidshe b'mon that on Shabbos mon did not come down. It sounds like that on Yom Tov it did come down. Toisvis in their second teret say v'oid yeshloimer da'afilu ha'yayered b'yom Tov even if the mon came down on Yom Tov mikomokem b'yom Tov shechali is be'er of Shabbos lo'y ha'yayered. Toisvis in order to explain our sugya says that enechanami mon was capable of coming down on Yom Tov. The only thing that didn't take place was that if Yom Tov was an erev Shabbos then the mon didn't come down on Yom Tov because we can't have a yom kodesh being mechen for another Yom Kodesh. Now, if you say that the Din HaChana is like we explained Bidas Rashi, that it's true whether the thing is Huchen on Shabbos for a Yom Tif, and whether it's Huchan, it gets prepared on Yom Tif itself, in both cases you're lacking the Din of HaChana because you can't say, Mikan Ani then Toysavitz didn't answer their question. Why did Toysavitz say that the month could come down on a Yom Tif, but it can't come down on a Yom Tif that precedes a Shabbos? In addition, from the Kasha Toysis asked before this, you see the same thing. Because Toysis asks, Tema, Hoyo v'achana da'iraisa. Since achana is a da'iraisa problem, Heich oifin u'mevashal miyomtev l'shabbos. We all know that you could be oifin and mevashal from yomtev l'shabbos as long as you make an air of tavshilin. Now, how come that works? That's Toysis' question. Now, according to the way you explained Rashi, that can't be a question. But because of shach. If it's usher to be mevashal and lefa is miyomtev l'shabbos, because Suda Shabbos needs to have achana miboid yom shalchoyl. So it has to be an Erev Yom Tif ready, and you cannot cook on Yom Tif for the next day for Shabbos, then you would have to answer even when a person would cook on Yom Tif itself. Because we explained according to Rashi that Sudas Shabbos and Sudas Yom Tif has to have a Achonami Boid Yom, you should be able to say, So if when you do the act of cooking, that's considered like the thing has not yet been fully prepared, such that there's a problem when you cook on Yom Tif for the next day when it's Shabbos, then even on a regular Yom Tif, we shouldn't allow people to cook on that Yom Tif because we should say that your Suda hasn't yet been fully prepared. al karchach you have to say that to fulfill the requirement of Mikan Ani Eichel you can fulfill it with food that hasn't yet been cooked because that's considered like it's prepared. The person has mentally prepared himself and he said Mikan Ani Eichel and he goes into Yom Tif knowing that this is the food that he's going to eat and it's just lacking the mice of cooking. Well, that you're allowed to do on Yom Tif. So that's not considered not Muchet. Well, if 
that's true, then who adin? When Yom Tif precedes Shabbos, there shouldn't be any problem for you to cook on Yom Tif for Shabbos because on Erev Yom Tif, you already were able to say Mikanani Ochelomacher. So why does Taisus have a problem of cooking Min Yom Tif for Shabbos? You see that according to Toysvis, the din of Rabbah is not the way Rashi understands that Suda Shabbos needs hachana and this hachana has to be done Toysvis understands rather like other Rishonim, like the Rajba, the Balamar, who understand that here we're dealing with an Iser hachana, meaning that it's Aser for Shabbos to be Mechina L'Yomtif and it's Aser for Yomtif to be Mechina L'Shabbos. And this, Toysvah says, would be problematic even if it's hachana bidei shamayim. We do not want Shabbos preparing for Yom Tif. So according to Rashi, when a beitzah is nigbra on Yom Tif, the reason why you can't eat it on Shabbos is because you're lacking a positive thing. You're lacking the mikan on which Shabbos needs to have. The Sudas Shabbos is chashuva and needs to have hachana mibu'od yom shachol. According to Toysvah, the Rajbah and the Balamur, it's because there's something negative. It's because Shabbos ended up being the thing that was mechen for Yom Tif. And we do not want Shabbos being mechen for Yom Tif or Yom Tif being mechen le Shabbos. Now, according to Rasha, we understand how this could be true, even though it happened bidei shemayim, because the point is that you need that positive mikana neyochelamachar, and if it was born on a yom kodesh, you didn't have the mikana neyochelamachar miboy yom shalchayil. According to the other rishonim, however, we have to ask bishlama. We know that the gavra is not allowed to prepare on yomtiv for shabbos or on shabbos for yomtiv. The gavra could have isurim. But who are we giving this din to when we say that Yom Tif can't be mechen for Shabbos or Shabbos can't be mechen for Yom Tif when we're talking about things that happen B'day Shemayim? Who are you answering? The person can't do things of Achana from one day of Kodesh to the next. But the B'day Shemayim, you're not going to give Isurim to Hashem. However, the answer is very simple. It- it's usher for a person to eat a suda on Yom Tif if it turns out that he's eating something that was nigmara on Shabbos because then al yidei it turned out that something happened on Shabbos to be mechen for Yom Tif. So the gemara of the beitzah itself, nothing really happened. But when the person then goes and eats it on Yom Tif, the person is being goyrim that Shabbos was mechina li Yom Tif. Now this is the reason, Rishonim point this out, that Rashi in Debra Maschil L'Taimei Da'amar Rabbah says that Rabbah learns out from here the Muktzah Da'iraisa. According to Rashi, that the whole problem that Rabbah is introducing over here is a problem of Hachana. We can understand why Rabbah in Meseches Psachim would learn out from this Pasuk the whole idea of Muktzah and believe that it's a Din Da'iraisa. Because according to the way the other Rishonim are learning, Rabbah's Din over here has nothing to do with Muktzah. It's a special Din that Yom Tev can't be making the Shabbos and Shabbos can't be making the Yom Tif. But according to Rashi, it's a statement that the Sudus Shabbos needs to have Hachana. Things have to be Muchen from before Shabbos and that is the aside of Muktzah. Muktzah means that the Chayfetz has to be Muchen and Mezumen Mi Yoin. And if it's not properly prepared from before Shabbos or before Yom Tif, then you cannot use it. So that lack of positive hachana that we explained, Bedas Rashi, is what leads Rashi to explain Bedas Rabbah that Muktzah is Dairaitz and he says Rabbah is Lashitasai. However, all the other Rishanim argue, they say the Rabbah actually, Lamaskana of the Gemara and the Yom does not hold that Muktzah Dairaitza, and they hold that Rabbah's din over here has got nothing to do with Muktzah. It's just a din that Yom Tif can't be Mechen Lushabbis and Shabbos can't be Mechen Lushabbis and Shabbos can't be Mechen Lushabbis. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.